I am not a record holder. I haven't broken any records. I haven't done anything long enough, faster than anybody, better than anybody. I've done some things that have been pretty incredible, but they're not record breaking. There's nothing I've done in my life that I could consider to be a record. I've been a part with a group in respects to, to records, uh, the Columbus Italian Club. At one point, we had uh, made the world's largest meatball, but that was a group effort. I was just part of a, of a gang, nothing personally. There was a time, ladies and gentlemen, where I thought career-wise that I might obtain some sort of record, that I might stay in one particular vocation for longer than anybody, outlast them all, at least in the market I was working at talking about radio that didn't work out but somebody somebody who I know very well might just do it might just break the record my name is Dino Tripotis and welcome to Whiskey Business a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey the guest bottle tonight from our producer of our YouTube channel John Whitney brought this one when he was on a little vacation Michter's unblended American whiskey Yes, American whiskey, not a bourbon because it is not aged in new barren burbles and new barren and new, and new bourbon and new bourbon barrels. <laughs> it is aged in, in older uh, soaked barrels, so they have to call it whiskey. But um, uh, we're going to try this out and check it out and see what it's all about. And uh, if it comes from Michter's and it's a small batch, it's got to be good. It'll be the first time I've ever had it, so I'll be interested to see what all of us collectively think the person I was referring to that might actually break a record here in Columbus, Ohio, in respects to radio anyway, is a previous guest. He was with us early on in the infancy of, of whiskey business. It's Jerry Elliott from QFM 96 back with us once again. You, my friend, were our first two parter. That was a lot of fun, I recall. whiskey business. I recall. Uh, it was a great yes, time. Yes, we, we got on a little bit of a roll. We got into a roll, and we just, we, we were, yeah. We did 30 to... minutes, we did what, two hours? <laughs> yeah, 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 it was good. If Something I recall, like there was a pee break, too, that made you guys stop. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there was a pee break. And you are, you are currently now at QFM for how many years? Uh, Labor Day, this past Labor Day, was 28 years. 28 years. I now, was, your predecessor. September of 90, the day Stevie Ray Vaughan died. Oh, wow. My very first day. People were weeping in the hallways, and I remember thinking, was the show that bad? You know? And they said, no, Stevie Ray Vaughan passed away. And that was my very first day on the air. So oh, wow. So that would have been that, what, September 3rd of 90, I think, something like that. Yeah. And your, your earlier partner was on for how long? Now, Daddy Wags did... I'm talking about at one station. He did 33. Did 33 years. Well, no, he left and went up to Detroit for... Do we count that? Do we count years, leaving, coming years. back? No, yeah. if, you're, you, if you're just talking Q, he'd be like 29. I don't know how long he was in Detroit. I think he might have only been up there two years. So we'll give him 31. So so people always say, how long do you want to go? And I said, 31 in one day. One day? <laughs> no, you're going to go longer, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you going to shatter but it? But I always just want to beat him by, you know, sure. one day. And just I'll be by happy. one day. Yeah. Are you, you, still, you, you still like it? I mean, obviously, you do. Well, we, 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 we talk about That's the, much better than the first class. Uh, the first class was bourbon. This is American whiskey, so. I like it. What do you like about it? I like it. I like the absence of oak. 
It's it, and at the same time, is it bourbon like? Yeah, it's got yeah, a it's, it's got, got a little smoke to mm-hmm, it. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Some of the notes are very bourbon like, a little caramel. I get so. Uh, we had a big debate on the air what a week or so ago. Is Jack Daniels a bourbon? No, it's a sour mash whiskey. And you look at it both ways. The people said it was. People say it wasn't. They say it is, but it's marketed as Tennessee mash whiskey. It is, but it is basically it is a bourbon. But they market it as a. It's a sour mash whiskey. Is it? It's a sour mash whiskey. Yeah. I don't care what they say. It is. It is. It is. There's sour mash whiskeys and there's bourbons, and it's a great sour mash whiskey. It's one of my all-time favorites. But we're 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 we're. Moving away from my first question, which okay. is, how much longer do you think you got in you? Yeah, we were uh, we were shocked when uh, when you uh, made your exit there, and everybody uh, still misses you. But yeah, that's very nice. Of you to I say. would think um, I'm hoping I got a three year deal a year ago, so I still have two hey, years. On I that. had one now of those too. Yeah, well, I, know, I know. There's still <laughs> there's no guarantees. They're pretty one sided contracts. But uh, I'd like to do two more three-year deals. That puts me at, uh, you know, 60, 65, 64, 65. So if I could get there, I'd be, you know, I say that now, but I'm sure at 64, I'm still going to have bills to pay and vacations I want to go on. And, and things you want to do. It's, it's yeah. tough to give it up, I'm sure. Yeah, it, is, yeah, it, yeah. it, it was very, very hard yeah. to give it up and, 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 and walk away. But um, how did, were you still waking up at, Five oh five. First couple and of weeks, panicked. Oh first couple God. of weeks, I woke up thinking I'm late for work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I've, I've I've now settled into like a somewhere between six thirty and seven thirty uh, groove, which is still, still early. Still pretty early. Still early, but not for radio. I mean, well, you're a writer. <laughs> you're now, a writer. Now, now I'm a writer yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a podcaster. Yes, my mother's so proud. This is one of the better. <laughs> I'm telling you, this, this podcast—you so do not give this podcast enough credit. This is one of the bigger ones in the city. Well, that's very kind yeah, of you, you to do, say as well. Uh, you're doing very well with this. I'm, I'm happy to come and, on. And you know what? Just like in, in, in radio, everybody and said... Thank you for the limo, by the way. You're yeah. very See, welcome. He was being it's, nice. Uh, it's, it's nice. Before you know. he, you know, exploits my victimization yeah. for <laughs> downloads. <laughs> what I used to say... And we can't get to that, I've decided. But what, what first used, things first. What I used to say in radio as well, because people say, oh, you're so great on the radio... Oh uh-uh, man, right here, John Whitney, which you can't see right now, but he's producing the YouTube he's a hell channel. Of a Hansberry over yeah. here producing yeah. the, the the actual audio part. You know, right? All I'm doing is is talking to delightful people like yourself. So he's right. The, you know, these guys. I know, man. You got to have good people. You got to have good people behind is the scenes. Is this every every, every Wednesday? Week, every every, every weekly. We try to go weekly. Scotch? Do you do the scotch? We do all whiskeys. We've done some scotches on the show. Uh, you know, bourbon a, drinkers. Generally, don't favor scotch. Have you ever I, noticed that? I used to be a scotch drinker drink, before I was a bourbon drinker. I think at the beginning of the night, whatever you start with, that's what I stick with. It's that's hard good, to that's go a, from bourbon it's to a good scotch. good rule of thumb. Once you got the, it's a good rule. the taste for the bourbon there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. My favorite whiskey, of course, J&B whiskey. So smooth it whispers. <laughs> was that, was whispers that, in my ear every morning. Like you're you're going to puke again, Jerry. Was that your scotch? You dumbass. Was that the scotch that you drank? No, no. Scotch? I was Johnny Walker. You were Johnny Walker. Yeah, my yeah. dad could drink a uh, red, black. He he could, uh, the regular. How many were there back in the day? Three, I think. 
I think all there I were three all originally because you he would blindfold and we'd put them at the table and he could tell them all from taste. Yeah. The red from the black. I mean, that's because it's pretty subtle. Yeah. The black, now, the, the blue, red, you could pick out the blue. Easily. I've the, the only, really only time I've had the blue was with Ron White. When that came out, it was two hundred dollars. Yeah, that they sponsored his tour. Yeah, I had one. I had a bottle with him on the, uh, on the bus. On the bus as well. Yeah, me bus. too. Yeah, on the bus with Ron White. Yeah, he goes. You're gonna. It's liquid heroin. Yeah. Is what he what yeah, he. Yeah, now he's me. on the tequila thing. Yeah, because he has an interest in the company. Yes, he does. So he's doing tequila now. He's uh, he's doing all right yeah. for himself. He seems to be doing just fine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, yeah, I still like scotch. I still like uh, I'll still I'll still pour a Glen Levitt or a McAllen's and mm-hmm. and you know yeah. I, I don't go into the into the smokier, peatier, mossier scotches that a lot of scotch drinkers love. But uh, bourbon right now. Bourbon whiskey is the number one whiskey seller, and I think scotch oh, I scotch has dropped down yeah, to so. to two, and then it's the Irish whiskeys. After so what that. is this one? I had a few weeks ago. A guy made a big deal. I had the bottle at the house. It was a gift. It never had it. This uh, Redbreast. Oh, the uh, the Irish a, whiskey. That's an Irish Irish whiskey. Now that was clean. That was that's a beautiful that Irish whiskey. That is a clean. I mean, you know, people that, are used to Jameson here yeah. in the states. Way better. Yeah, Red Breast is way l- better. Lovely. I've got a bottle of that over there yeah, as well. Okay. We've had that on the show. <laughs> Actually, I think I, I think I, I think I think I brought it uh, one week uh, as a makeup for Hansberry because we didn't have we didn't do an Irish whiskey on St. Patrick's on Day. On St. Patrick's Day. Oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. one I see. time. And then I made it up and we brought in the Red Breast and that was really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And we've done the Tellermordu and we've done pa- we've done patties. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the Jameson Black. The Jameson's barrel. Black and the Jameson's. Just good. Jameson's, regular yeah. Jameson's. Yeah, we get the Irish. Yeah, we get around. We try. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, uh, we, we try. We, one, one. <laughs> this is this makes our 68th bottle, by the way, uh, on whiskey business as far as sampling. So we've gone through 68 different whiskeys over the course Apologize of this podcast. Oh, yeah, it's not oh, very yeah. manly. Oh. And then I kicked that <laughs> motherfucker's ass. <laughs> Hold on, dude. <laughs> For those of you just I've not had a cigarette in 2018. Yeah. And I always have some nicotine in me. When you start if I'm sp- not chewing, I was doing the pouches. When I wasn't doing the pouches, I was doing the snooze. If I don't do the snooze, I got my gum, I do the gum. When I can't do the, I'll put a patch on when I fly. I, I always have some form of nicotine, but I have not lit lit a cigarette in 2018. Let me ask you. Let me and ask I'm you. I'm proud one. of that. Now I don't know if this shit's any fucking better. <laughs> the jewel. Yeah. I don't. But yeah. What flavor? This is uh, this is this would be yeah. your uh, your mango. Your ah. mango, nice. <laughs> the Q- yeah. For the, yeah, for those of you just listening to the just listening to the audio portion of this podcast, Jerry's talking about uh, he apologized Mark, for for, for, for vaping. All right, so let me ask you two questions right off the, right out of the gate here, go, and, and one of them goes back go. to what you started talking about before. As far as the nicotine, you say you're never without nicotine. When'd you start smoking? How old 22, were you? 22, 23. So later in life. Yeah. And not yeah. not as a high schooler. You didn't. Yeah. You, you no, weren't. You weren't sneaking did. behind the no, behind the did. school or never across the street at the like we used to do in Steubenville over over at the steps of the Salvation Army. You never know. did. Both parents were smokers though, and both are no longer with us. So for me to continue to smoke, but I got that nicotine addiction, and I'll tell you, I could quit everything. 
you name it, but the nicotine's the toughest thing. My father died of lung cancer, and look at me. Yeah. You know? It's the toughest. And I, and I watched Don't him. they say it's, like, harder than heroin? They said, yeah, you know, but I, you know, I'm not going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Let's really Next see. Week Next week on Whiskey, whiskey Business. business. Yeah. We shoot up <laughs> to see <laughs> if heroin's harder to kick than smoking. When I came in uh, into your home here, I have been here uh, a few different times, but I didn't realize until I came in. We played cards here on a uh, Monday night. Right. We did shows at the Funny Bone. Right. And I was on the radio at the time. Mm-hmm. Where were you living before this? Over Where on, were the early 90s have been? Uh, early 90s were, yeah, because I came here in 2001 to this house. So we were over I on I have East, been here before, but I remember. East California. Big, big spread, big apartment. Big on ranch. East, big, big, it was well. It was like it was ranch style. Yes. It was at night. It was late. I it remember was, uh, that. And and it was a huge apartment. It was like two thousand square feet, and it was uh, it it was uh, the guy who owned it is who who I rented from. That used to be his property manager's apartment. And when his property manager bought a home, he says, "I want to put a good tenant in there. You've been a great tenant." He goes, "I'll I'll I'll slash the rent." down to something ridiculous and i saw it and i went yes please yeah but we used to play cards there right on mondays the, yes. the in yes. the 90s yes yeah those i remember games those would rage till i remember those to go to but work. when i went down to the uh the basement and saw the room i was like oh yeah i remember sitting here so that would have been post 2001 down here 2001. yeah that was over I mean, there andy man andy man god couple bless of comedians, God comedians you and i yeah. yeah 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 there's uh so, there was all kind of people that walked in and out of these doors back, I'm over sure. the years there were russian mobsters that walked in through the years there were there what were, have there you, were uh, all, all kind of crazy that, people what have you hear, heard uh from dom lately from dom irera um, not much since his. Uh, did you see the roast? Since the Comedy Central roast. Now, what did you think of that? I thought he was fucking phenomenal, but I, he says good morning and I laugh. Yeah, true. I don't think they got him there, <laughs> really, because he was like the old guy there. He was the old guy, and they were they, they took some shots at him. Too. Yeah, they did. And who did he say blew him off in the hallway? Uh, oh gosh, I don't not know. Af- uh, who was the other one of the roasters? A name, and he he basically called him an asshole. Oh, it was great. He's he's he is one of my favorites. Somebody else was on the. There was a there were a lot of bad people on that show too. That that should yeah, have been yes, up there. Yeah, right. But what was the what was my favorite slam on Dom? Oh, because they were making fun of Sybil Shepherd. And the, and and and, <laughs> and him Jeff, and Bruce are buddies. And, eh? and, yeah, and Jeff Ross said, speaking of moonlighting, you know, I want to thank Dom Herrera for uh, uh, taking off a couple of shifts on the macaroni grill to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> something yeah, like I that. get it. <laughs> and they cut the Dom, and Dom's like, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah he's pretty lost sometimes. <laughs> My favorite, I, I worked with him uh, last couple of years down in Florida, down at Side Splitters over in at, Tampa. In Tampa, Bobby yeah, Jules' yeah. place. And we stay at the owner's house, um, Dom, myself, and Bobby. And um, it's about 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm making coffee. Dom comes out of his room, you know, in his robe, making coffee. I go, yeah, yeah. Uh, he goes, hey, Dean. I said, let me ask something. I go, what? He goes, uh, what do uh, getting fucked in the ass and spinach have in common? It's 11 o'clock in the morning. Fucked in the ass and spinach. Yeah. All right. I go, I don't know what. He goes, if you didn't like it when you were a kid. 
<laughs> and he gets his coffee and just walks back into his bedroom. And that's it. That's it. The 11 a.m. show for, with Dom Herrera, ladies and gentlemen. Dom Herrera, your headliner. There we go. I haven't been into uh, back to L.A. in years, but it seems to me that the younger, the 20, 30-something comics eat him up. Yeah. You know, that he's got a whole newfound right. uh, fan base. I'm glad for that. Of, I am, too. I'm glad for I that. Am he too. deserves it. Because he gets respect, he's, and he should. I mean, he should. He's a, he's oh, a, he's a gem. He's a, one of my favorite podcasts on this show is with yeah. Dom Irera. Yeah, yeah, Dom yeah. did our podcast, and it's yeah. still one of my favorite. I listened well, to you it. had the Italian club guys in the <laughs> Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah it was, a, it was a great funny, night. Very funny. He's, he's, he deserves everything that he gets, and if people are starting to, to, to show him the love and respect that he deserves... Oh, he's a funny By guy. all means, uh, yeah, he, he still he still funny makes me laugh guy. hard. So you mentioned the nicotine since 22. Then you also mentioned that your dad was a drinker. You know, he could tell. Yeah, he was you, a scotch guy. He was a scotch he guy. He was scotch. So uh, was, 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 did your whole family drink? Was your dad a heavy Mom drinker? Mom was a wine drinker. Dad was, uh, no, not really. Just, what'd he do? What'd your Christmas, dad do? Christmas, my dad was a traveling salesman. Uh-huh. And uh, he was an inventor. An inventor. He had three patents over his uh, life, and upon his passing, we found out he had 22 patents, but only three we knew about. And two of them were big. What were they? Well, two of them were, uh, one of them, uh, industrial-type inventions. It was uh, conveying a magnetic, it's long and boring, Um, but he, our garage was basically his shop. You could never put a car in our garage. Because he had all his stuff out there. But even as a kid, I mean, the uh, he especially designed uh, mops with a ball at the end so you could get in the corner. I mean, he had all he had all kinds of shit. And we only knew about three of them. And then when he passed, we found out he had 22 total over his lifetime. Are, are any of these viable products and that could be put into? Well, the patents into- run out. Patents run out. And uh, the Japanese are currently making a version of what he invented back in... The 70s and the 80s. He used to have a, a Volari station wagon, and he Quit didn't. Bragging. He didn't have a. <laughs> he didn't have a truck. Well, he had no money. He had a this station wagon, and he built a prototype of this conveyor, this this machine, that he hauled around in the back of this, and he would call. He was a sales rep, traveling salesman, and then one of the companies that he repped, he just inserted his own stuff. So he would sell those along with everybody else's products. And he'd pull me out of school and we'd go to TRW, General Motors, Chrysler, for, you know, the big three. Uh, it, it was, yeah, he did, uh, never got rich. He so was, now I was, he was say, a dreamer. He, Dad was a dreamer. But hey. What, he was a dreamer. Good for you him. Know, yeah. Always, uh, yeah. Did he consider like him a Disney did he, movie. Did he, consider himself a, did he consider himself a success? Uh, or because he, I think, uh, given his marriage and and my brothers and my sister and I, yeah, I think in that sense. Or did he think because he none of these actually he spent his whole life worrying about money? That was fucking never had enough. Uh, how do I get more? I got to invent more. I got to work harder. He wasn't around a lot when I was little. He was working so so much, and he was gone so so frequently. But I know when my when he was on his deathbed, my because working comedy, I was I was uh, you know I'm home during the day. Right. And so I'd go back when I would visit Detroit and towards the end of his life, my other brothers, my sister, you know, they were working during the day. And I got to be able to sit with him every day at his bedside. And I remember he said one of his, uh, and I, I openly addressed it too. 
I openly address. So if you, when you die, Dad, if you could, any sign you could give me, or if you're a spirit, can you come back? And we talked about shit like that. It was, it was really cool to have that time with him. And uh, he said one of the regrets he had was, your mother always wanted, always with the cigarette. Your mother always, all she ever wanted was a fucking cruise. That's all. And I just, I couldn't, I, he goes, I should have put that on a MasterCard, taking her on the cruise of a life and not fucking worried to be. He goes, now I'm laying here and, you know what I mean? He, so he had regrets. He had regrets. He, he didn't uh, want to go in debt for, you know. That's too bad. Now, did the, in, the inventing gene pass on Does my anybody... brother's very mechanical yeah. he's uh not i'm you. creative you're cr- uh, no <laughs> is, is, is that your out <laughs> <laughs> is that your I out am, i'm telling you i am not mechanical <laughs> well you know at the radio station i can't plug shit in oh, I, no I i'm really bad i was like wait really 24 bad. years at a radio station i can't run a board job can you run security. a board no i can't run, can a, you job run a board security i've <laughs> never 28 years i never pushed no, a button not a goddamn button never pushed a button i had a producer every single show I've ever done. Someone, thank someone you. would rush in yeah. at any given point and say, you're off the air. And I go, well, hey, we're going to stay off we're the gonna- air. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know what the hell to do. Yeah, no, my brother was a, a tech, uh, well, a mechanical type whiz like the old man. But uh, my mother was a uh, piano. She majored in music. And uh, she was brilliant. She could write music. She arranged music. She could play piano as fine. I know people always bragging their parents. She was truly a pianist. I mean, everything from Jerry Lee Lewis to Beethoven. I mean, did she write her own? She majored in music well? in college. She oh read, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. wrote music. She she could read it. She was in that. No one in our family played piano. She taught out of the house. Because when you're a kid, you want to be a pussy. Nobody plays piano. But as an adult, you look back and go, huh, how cool would it be if I could sit down and fucking play piano? How hey, cool Dino. Would have just been a pussy for a Jerry's little bit. Jerry's going to come on and play yeah. piano for us this week yeah. and drink some whiskey. Because now, as an adult, when somebody sits down at a piano and starts playing, I get so envious. Oh, I do, too. Right? I, and know, and like it was a, right there. I could have had I could have had free lessons my entire... <laughs> I always pick it. And there's always that beautiful woman going, do you play? <laughs> <laughs> play a little. Bill Murray. Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase, cool at the piano. Yeah, you sit there and you, right? you know you punch out somebody to watch over me, and, <laughs> and, and, and you sing it per- pitch perfect. Oh man, <laughs> we both like to write, mm-hmm. and I want to get to that movie you did too. I got questions on that, All but right. you're writing now that you're not getting up, and your schedule has changed. You mentioned you write in the morning, right, for five days a week. Yeah, about four to five. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, it's, I found it's very, very tough. It was tough. I, I, mean, I find I, it's hard to write. They say if you're gonna, you're not a writer if you don't write. You gotta write. I tried to and write. It's hard when I was working at at the at the yeah. radio station. But uh, you know, a lot of people, you probably still get this. Oh man, what do you do? You talk for a couple minutes at a time. You got the easiest job in the world. Fuck off. No, it's not the easiest job in the world. It it, it takes a lot to do a morning show. Year after year, day after day, Absolutely. to be fresh and on your game and to have the longevity that you had and the longevity that I had for a certain degree. And that takes a lot out of you. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. Well, at that's because the- we're still putting into it. That's why. Yeah. I think a lot of guys get so many years and then they feel secure and they just start mailing it in. No. And that's a huge mistake. So creatively. I don't take it for granted ever. No. And I never, I never did either. Did. No. But creatively, you you come out of there like, okay, oh, no, now I right. got to work on this. It's hard I mean, to come home and sit down and write. And that was, uh, you know, 
that was when you said you mentioned the film when we were working on the film and, and putting that together. I mean, that was like that took yeah a lot of uh, where am I pull pull some energy out of the well. I mean, for John too. John Whitney is the director of the film you're talking about, who's right? Our right. Producer of the, of the of the podcast, and uh, you know he works a regular job too. So I mean, he he had to expend the same yeah. type of energy. He's working. Yeah. You know, a nine to five, and then well, and that film, film was—I mean, you hired actors, you had scripts, you—I mean, the editing alone for that—that that film that I—I I mean, I did a documentary, and I like your documentary. I, th- I had twenty-five thousand in that. I had twenty-five grand in that, and just doing that, I realized the amount of work, and that was before everyone was doing a documentary. If we would have had twenty-five grand, we would have probably think, hired somebody with a with a with a notable name to. Well, I think to be five of that was the editing because yeah. I didn't have a John. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Five no. of that was the music in the edit. I don't know if I'm allowed to say how much we spent on our film. Am I allowed to say? Eight grand. Yeah, that's amazing. Eight grand. That's a, <laughs> that's a piece of art. That's yeah. cool, though. I mean, you sit in the theater and you watch that fucking thing and yeah. you go, wow. Yeah. I mean, what a what a project of passion. I mean, I mean eight grand with the cooperation of, of, a, lot all of, the of a lot of talented yeah. people, right. the, you know, actors right. on deferred payment and, right. and, and casting and, and crew that volunteered their time and, 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 and equipment. And, you know, uh, if yeah. if I were to say I got a hundred grand, yeah. John's here tonight. And I'm gonna give you a hundred grand cash. Yeah. And I'm not gonna bother you. Go on. You spend it the way that you could. Uh-huh. Do you have already a project waiting? Yes. That you could do. Yes. Times ten with a hundred gram. <laughs> Forest Hump. <laughs> no, yeah, we could, we could, we could do something with a hundred grand. I mean, you for kidding? for guys like you, oh my gosh, fifty, yeah. even fifty, you even could, 50. you could do it, do it upright. Well, because the, the festival thing I found to be when I was entering festivals, uh, for those that don't know, you 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 complete and you your God, your heart and soul is in that thing, isn't it? I mean, it's like a baby, and. You, it's a well. It depends now. What were you paying to get in the festival? I was paying seventy-five to one fifty per festival, and then they reject you. But it, that's just to enter, right? And whether or not you make the festival. So I was twenty-five hundred bucks in entry fees, and I think I got in four. Yeah, I think I did. I, I was. We were in four festivals. We entered how many, Johnny? I almost got in Traverse City, which is a big one. Uh, Michael Moore's. Probably entered about uh, 30. 30 of them? Yeah, average of uh, $35 per entry. Yeah. So, Only 35 bucks. Well, they were smaller average. festivals. Oh. Average. And they were well, smaller I festivals. Did, yeah. Well, well, Cleveland, we, we, Cleveland was 150 if I recall. We did enter Cleveland. We didn't get into Cleveland. Yeah. But yeah. we won Toledo. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's cool. We won Toledo. Did you go up for that? John did. John did. It's a nice night, huh? Makes it all worth it, kind of, for that one night. Yeah. John brought home the the hardware, or I should say, the glassware, because it was the Glass City Film Festival in the Toledo, uh, and the uh, it's a little turd on a Tony Paco's uh, bar. (laughs) The award was a lovely glass (laughs) glass trophy. It was nice. It was a. So you want to still you want to still do that? You want to still try to make films? I still, uh, I have a couple of ideas for TV. I have a sitcom idea. I've so got a I. bunch I could write about. i got a great sitcom idea. i got a great, uh, like an FX style. It would have to be a cable show. Mm-hmm. Maybe even like an HBO uh, network like that. Well, a Netflix now, today, would, would it would fit on there. It wouldn't couldn't be a network, but it's an hour drama. I have sh- I have ideas it's about for a junkyard. Sh- a junkyard? You ever bum, been bum, fascinated bum, bum, by junkyards? Bum, you are? No, yeah, I, I, you don't see them anymore. First of all, 
but it's uh, I won't do the pitch for you, but the the premise is <laughs> premise is the guy Go unlocks on. the gate with all the mud, and it's a shitty cloudy day, and yeah. he opens it up, and the camera comes through the gate for you, John. The camera comes through the gate. And everywhere you look, well, didn't you ever go into a junkyard and think yeah. every car? How did it? What? What's, what's the, the story? What's the story of the car? So it, yeah. you yeah. zoom in on the tail fin of a like old Cadillac. I, I like that idea. And then it's the couple that bought it brand new. And then the next week, it's the hubcap of a '65 Impala SS, and it's the guy that he was the third owner. Tell me the name. His dad What's the name of it? it out. I don't have a name. Yet. Oh. And each episode. Quantum Leap Junkyard you, Edition. You could even have one that kept coming back where the car, you could do it from the beginning when it was brand new on the showroom. Because a lot of cars have four or five owners, or used to, maybe not anymore. But I just thought, man, you could do so much. You know, the couple that die in the car sure. at, at prom. Every car's got a story. You know, they get drunk, right. and they, you know, that's how it ended up there. The guy, I mean, I think it's that, a... That's a great idea. I think it's a real... Because, yeah, junkyards always fascinated me. And then my sitcom would be a uh, minor league baseball team. I was I spent uh, some time with the Columbus, uh, the Columbus, the Columbus Columber? Clippers uh, at the old stadium at Cooper Stadium, and I won. Uh, I went underneath the stands where the grounds crew worked, right. and uh, uh, it was a sitcom. Yeah, the guy, the the Mexican, spoke no English, yelling. The funny characters. You'd have the owner of the team. The, yeah, I just think you could do a lot with a minor league, and nobody does Buckmeyer. sitcoms. And now everything's so hip, right? And how they do them. What if you did a sitcom in 2018 and you filmed it just exactly like a Barney Miller or the way they used to do them? What, what was that called? Was that a three camera? Yeah. A three camera as opposed to... Which still to this day, one of my favorites, Barney Miller. Yeah, oh yeah, right. And, and still holds up, even though it was in, in the 70s. Sense. Yeah, it, yeah. Even though it was in the 70s. I mean, granted, some of the issues were 70s issues, but the acting and the writing was just superb you know and and all the characters were yeah i would love that i would love to see that that somebody that try that so you got good ideas but but you're writing now uh, as you write do. drunk edit sober i'm looking over john's shoulder ernest that's hemingway. a horrible idea ernest hemingway yeah you can't do that yes you can no, you yes you can you write drunk then yeah yes yes <laughs> yes you Keep, can keepable stuff well that's just it you write drunk you edit sober you're like oh okay no, that was, you know, brilliant when I was yeah. writing it. But but I there, see where but, you're going there. But there's, <laughs> but there seems. But sometimes you you can actually glean something from 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 that madness. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. To just let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I got halfway through my book. I haven't talked to you since. Uh, Dino and I were trading texts and we were going back and forth, and I had this idea. And Great I'm idea big, for I'm big crime. Big crime guy. I read, I, I read forty. What, 48 books last year? I wrote, read 47. I always have a book going. There's always one going. So I just, they're like adult comic books, half of them. But I mean, uh, I, this crime, you know, it started when I met Elmore Leonard and I got involved with Elmore. And uh, I, I love the guy so much. I got to interview him as well. And, that you know, Before he died, that was. It was a funny story. I was at his uh, 85th birthday party. You were at his birthday party? Yeah, at Oakland Hills no, Country Club in shit. Birmingham, Michigan. Oh. Man. No, it was Ken Calvert's birthday. I'm sorry. And uh, Elmore was there. And boy, this I'm going to name drop here. Bob Seeger, 
Elmore Leonard, my wife and I, and our host, the birthday boy, Ken Calvert, 60th. Wow. And we're all standing around. And I knew I'd met Elmore before. And he had to quit. He, I don't know if he had to, but he quit drinking for many years. He had quit drinking. And I guess, you know, he was he would reward himself. He'd write like 11 to 4, and at 4 he'd have a drink. Mm -hmm. And then pretty soon he was having that drink at 2. And right. then it yeah, was yeah, so yeah. he ended up quitting drinking. And we're standing in the circle, and we're talking and bullshitting. And if you ever met Bob Seeger, he's the most regular guy. It's like, oh, my God, that's Bob Seger. And then five minutes after, you're not even you're, – you're talking here. You're just – he's yeah. the most regular – type of guy but elmore i was fascinated with and he's got this fish bowl of red wine this big huge glass of uh of of red wine and it, he used the saying and I've, I've never heard it before and i said elmore i thought you i thought you quit drinking and he had a cigarette going and he had it in the same hand as this thing and he took a big sip and he says elliot i'm 85 years old fuck it i'm pulling the goalie <laughs> he took a big sip. <laughs> Fuck uh, it, I'm, I'm pulling, pulling the, the goalie. goalie. <laughs> and then I found out later through my buddy Ken Calvert that I think that's from one of his books. But fuck it, I'm pulling the goalie. Oh, we laughed. It was great. But I'm a big fan of Elmore and so all these I. crime guys. Yeah. So I got halfway through this book I was writing, and which was hard for me to do because every time I would sit down to write, I would go back and read what I wrote, and then I would spend the whole entire new session changing, changing what I wrote in the you old. You can't do that. And you, you have to move forward. Yeah, and I learned, forward. I learned yeah. that the hard way. You gotta go, but you I gotta got about halfway moving. through the book, and then I started a new book I, that I was reading, mm -hmm. and it was my fucking story exact. It was, it was my guy, not my guy. I mean, it was but, similar. Yeah. This is uh, C.J. Box. Yeah, okay. He's a game warden out yeah. in uh, Wyoming. Joe Pickett's the character. And my guy was Northern Michigan, a sheriff who returns home from homicide detective in Tampa, goes up to the small town of Michigan. Now he doesn't want to be the reluctant sheriff in small. And it was my, it was the, it was way too close. So I deleted the whole fucking thing. No, you didn't. I, I no, had you didn't. Hours in there. No, you didn't delete it. I had it's, hours. It's still, it's, it's still in, in a trash in bin it's somewhere, right? No, it's in there. Yeah. It's in there. God so, damn right it is. Then mentally, for like two or three months, I kept. Because uh, the character's still I solid. Got, well, I got the character made this new one, and uh, kind of like a write what you know thing. My right. kid was uh, in the special op marine, mm -hmm. and he's living down in Nashville. And I was down and and looking around, and I thought, boy, this is a good setting right here. Former marine, shit goes down. So now I'm about a hundred some pages into this and i'm glad i did the one previously sure but this one's flowing a lot better well, it's, it's a lot it works, better man. and i'm writing every day or five days four or five days a week that's how it works but it was so hard to sit down you know people say it's work and you go yeah you're right how much it's fucking work it's hard but if you if that was your job yeah if they said you got three hundred thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollar, I'll do. I'll give. We'll do three books for me. Yeah. And you can sit down every day from nine to five. Yeah. That'd be a little job. different. That's sure. Yeah. A little you know, more incentive. But yeah. Doing it as a hobby in your off time. Yeah. And I don't even know. I need an editor. We, I need I, someone to take the whole thing when I'm done, dump it in their lap, and go make it look good, so I can at least submit it. And I know it'll never get published. But how I'll do you know that? It. I don't know that. You don't know that. Self-publish. 
Well, self-publishing is kind of big right now. But I want, and I want to hang on the wall all the rejection letters anyway, so I'll, oh, I got a I'll box go to Penguin. I got a box full of rejection letters upstairs. Yeah. yeah. My favorite one is from the New Yorker. Did you ever? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was very... First of all, I was thrilled that they actually sent me a rejection it's a letter. A little cartoon you saw. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of those New Yorker cartoons. Who's that guy that did that? That would have been yeah. good. All it said so was... So fucking bad. All it said dreams. was, Dear Mr. Tripodis, this one is not quite right for the New Yorker. Sincerely. <laughs> That's just a very... One line. But somebody took the time to write it. In the 1980s, early... Ni- I did it up through the 90s. What was the name of the big book? It was like a Bible. And it was every freelancer would buy it. It was called the writer's, the market. writer's, Mar- the writer's market. Yeah. Yeah. And so you'd buy this big book. Sure. And what I would do is I would put to words my routines from my act. And I would find out how they would fit. And then I would sell them freelance to magazine, AAA magazine. Remember I used to do that old routine about my dad on vacation? Yeah. He'd be swinging in the back seat. And with every swing, the car would go. Dude. Through lanes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Out the window. I would just, I would uh, write my routines um, but i would uh tailor I, them to whomever and i sold i sold quite a few that three way. of them i did for did u.s air they, oh u.s air yeah US air on the magazine. airline i could on see the that. airline three of mine i we're could in, see we're, that we're on the back page of and it's oh, that's basically great. basically the same thing yeah just you know kind of formatting your act to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to something that, yeah. that that looks like a, a humorous article yeah 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 i did three of those all right, well, we've been going on, uh, what, 50 minutes here. Should we talk about uh, the incident? Really? If you want to. What did you hear, first of all? First of all, I... Because I don't think a lot of today's Columbusites uh, remember uh, that. Well, well, and it wasn't. I'm not making it like it was a... No. It was a big deal for me because I was a victim of a crime. But there's, there's there's two things we'll get to. One of them, that was one of them. I but, will but, do but, it for but, you. But, I'll, I'll talk about it now, but, but I, was, I don't like to go too deep on but it. But I was... You know, I was going to respect your wishes, and I understand that was kind of a fucked up situation, yeah, and, it was. And, and and rather traumatic. We're talking about uh, the f- the fact. So we're good. We're good. You, you give we me the were, green light here. We you, were on competing radio stations. You give, you give at me the, the green time. light yeah, here. You can talk yeah, about this. Yeah, you were kidnapped. I was literally kidnapped. Now, when let me ask you this: When that went down. Were you, did you think it was a stunt no. working across the street at the other radio station? No. I'll tell you why yeah, I the didn't. The case, the court, the trial was I'll brutal. tell you, I'll tell you why I didn't think it was a stunt, because I still had the, to this day even, I still had the, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the PI gene in me. And oh, yeah, right, So right, right. I did not think it was a stunt. I knew, yeah. I knew right yeah. from the get-go this was the real deal. This yeah. is not. And and, and, and and maybe I was still new enough in radio where I wasn't a, a, aware of what would be a stunt, but when this came across and I heard about it, I'm like, no, this is the real deal. I was carrying after that for probably five years go, until go, it just became such a burden constantly having your gun with you. You know, it was just like... What happened? It was such a fucking burden. What My first marriage, uh, they had a family-owned business and they did... Uh, the old man's just brilliant. He was, uh, they were from uh, West Virginia, and they moved up here to Columbus, he did, in the early 70s with the, with the boom here. Columbus was, you could see it coming. University town, a lot of new construction, neighborhoods going in, and he opened a uh, window and door, wood, 
not replacement, not vinyl, but wood, new home construction. Sure. And he was the only distributor from, I want to think, from 70, I don't know how many years he had it, but he was the only one. If you were building a new home and you wanted quality, you it went through him. So he had every new build in the city for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. And he made he, he killed it. Just absolutely killed it. My first wife worked for her father in the uh, in the shop off uh, Bush Boulevard there. And they had, I don't know, a peak maybe, I don't know how many employees, but it was a nice company. And a guy worked for them over the years that the old man had plucked off the streets here in Columbus, down on his luck, uh, street, you know, not a delinquent by any means, but he gave the kid a job and he was part of the family more or less. And the kid got married and had kids and I would go to the a pool party at their house or at Christmas and this guy would be there and he would have, and I don't know what the relationship between the old man and this guy were as time went on, but I just knew him as an employee of the company. And I come home from work, you know, like we do, it'd be like eleven thirty AM. Sure. And as I was living in Dublin at the time off Sawmill Road and I pulled into my driveway summer day, you know, it was it was closer it was like noon. And I pulled in my my driveway and I hit the garage door and the garage door goes up and I pull into the garage and before I can get out I see in my rear view mirror uh Toyota 4Runner pulls up under the garage door and is almost touching my bumper in the, in my garage. All right. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So I open my door. I set my bag on the stoop and I walk out and I go, hey, and I see it's this guy. And he's got another guy with him. And he says, get in the car, motherfucker. And I said, what are you talking about? I go, what do you... What do you mean? Get, and he goes, I need you to make a phone call for me. That's all. It's all cool. I just need you to make a phone call. And, but you know, he starts I'm, with he starts with getting the car, motherfucker. Yeah, now I'm, bells are going off. Sure, but it's broad daylight. I'm standing on my own front lawn, but it's quite, middle of the day. There's nobody. Nobody around. It's a weekday. There's nobody around. So I'm like, no, I I think I'm good right here. I'm gonna. And then he's becoming insistent, and I'm trying to think. I, I, there's no way I'm gonna run. And then the guy on the passenger side gets out comes around the back of the vehicle, lifts up. He, you know, it was like something out of a soprano. Yeah. Like the sweatpants and the matching zippered sure. silky jacket. And he pulls it up, and he's got a piece in his waistband. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? He goes, look, just get in the back, make the phone call, and there won't be any trouble. My issue, you know. My issue? He says, he says, the issue, your uh, your motherfucking father-in-law owes me motherfucking money. Because they had fired him. I, I forgot. That. Okay. They had fired him like a month previous or some shit. And he was saying he was owed $150,000, right? And he wanted me to make the call to my father-in-law at the time. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to get any, and it goes on. And so the, when I see the gun, even though I'm at my house, I'm thinking, well, I'll make the call, and they'll let me out. So I get in the forerunner, mistake number one. Yeah. Child locks on the doors, yeah. tinted windows, I cannot get out. I mean, they were ushering me, and it's not like I hopped in like we're going to the zoo. <laughs> they usher, they, they, I'm in the back of the vehicle, they get in. They back out of my driveway, and now I'm going for a ride with these two clowns. And they kept me. I think I got home at like 7 that night, 
and uh, it was not good. What happened from the good. from the period from the time they picked you up to the time you got home? Well, we called. We I, I tried to make the call that he wanted me to make, and we couldn't get a hold of the guy. We couldn't get a hold of my father, and I couldn't get a hold of him. Leaving a message, hey, these guys got me. Well, we're not going to let you go until you get us our fucking money. Until you get us our fucking money. Yeah, you they, got. They, we're, they, we're, they, we'll they put it on you. Make the call. We're going to get the money. When we have the money, we will let you go. Did you eventually get a hold and of somebody? And my one son, who was uh, a preemie at the time, he was there. Was he was saying, and if you, when we let you go, if we let you know, when we let you go, we'll fuck up your kids, especially that little. You know, I mean, it was it was real personal. They, they threw everything point. personal at it you. It was really personal. And so what they say? They said if you. So say- I got very scared. We were on 161 and saw Mel right now, and I remember thinking, "This is this is for real." And I started to get uh, obviously I was I was pretty shook. And Understandably so. We couldn't get him. We drove all around the city, and I make phone calls, and I couldn't get him on the phone. I couldn't get him on the phone. They think you're lying. They think you're lying. Did they think you were lying? Well, they were dialing it, and I mean, I, you could hear the message go to voicemail, whatever. They take me north of the amphitheater, Old State uh, Road, Powell up there where the amphitheater sure. used to be. Yeah. And we go up north of the amphitheater into this cornfield. Okay. Well, that's never a good and sign. And I thought, I thought, that I was so. We've seen Casino. Yeah. I was <laughs> so afraid. No, dude. That I was no longer afraid. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I was so afraid. And I'd been with him a few hours. This was like three thirty, four o'clock now. That I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And uh, you know, because I'm a radio guy, I like a nap in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I had to have a nap. You, you know, I'm getting a little cranky. I'm cutting into my I'm nap. A little cranky at this. Let's forget point. about the kidnapping for a second. But I'm when, sleepy. When we went into <laughs> the uh, when we went into the cornfield. I thought, well, I got nothing to lose now. So I'm starting to look around thinking, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And they pull into a, uh, they turn around in this cornfield, and it's just corn on all three sides and the tracks that we made going in. And they're facing out. And they stop, and he says, the guy in the passenger seat, uh, his name was Art. And he said, This is the guy with the piece. He could sense, he could sense that I was kind of being liberated because I thought I got nothing to lose. And he turned around, and he said, motherfucker, I know exactly what you're thinking. I mean, like he was experienced at this or something. I don't know, but he 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 nailed it. He goes, "I can feel you d- don't." He goes, "You can get out of this. You can walk away from this if you don't fuck it up." This is the guy and, with the piece telling you this. Yeah, and the other guys like because right now wreck. I'm telling he's, you, at that point sweating. he does not want to kill you. He's sweating. No, 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 no. I don't think they want to uh, murder me. No, but I didn't know that at the time. But sometimes these things no right go. South, or but the fact that he running, said that, and he was brought in from New York for this job, apparently. Yeah. So we make the call from the cornfield, and I get through. My father in law picks the, up. Really, in the cornfield, you finally get a hold of him. How was the reception? We get the. Yeah, well, they wanted a hundred. It was a hundred grand they wanted, and I could hear my father in law. All I could hear was the the driver's description. And he's going, what motherfucker, what do you mean? And he's, okay, 50. And so we went from 100 to 50. They settled on 15 grand. And I'm like. 15 or 50? I, picked, I took the phone from the guy and I go, pay the fuck. He thought it was a joke. He didn't think. He goes, they're not going to hurt you. And I'm like, fuck you. you. I've been with him for five hours now. And 
four and a half hours, pay them whatever they fucking want. And they're dickering. And I can hear them they're, arguing over. They're bartering. Yeah, Haggle. over. over Haggle. Well, and I, and I, I think the guy, they settled on 15 grand. And now I'm I'm hurt. Can I'm I can personally, I, personally, I'm, I'm a little that. hurt. I'm a little hurt at this point. You know, we started at a hundred. Uh, uh, hundred mi- you know, million. I'm on the grand. radio. Yeah, no. Fuck. No. No. So we end up I'm with, down to fifteen grand. I have fifteen. So they end up. Uh, they set up a, a drop with my father-in-law at the Continent, which was thriving at the time. So we go over. Yes. Uh, to the continent, and the guy that wow. had the gun, Art, takes me and he sits me on a park bench, and he's sitting there with me on the park bench. He goes, "If you try to run, I'll fucking put a bullet right in your back, and I'm I'm out of here." He says, I'll, I'll, "I don't." So, and he was, you know, and so I stood there, and or I sat there rather. I sat there, and we sat on the bench while the other guy, the driver, the, the ex-employee. Drove to the bank to meet my father-in-law, and my father and my father-in-law at the time gave. Oh, and while we're sitting on the bench, a lady comes up to me and goes, "Oh, I love your show," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to play along. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I, yeah, I gotta throw that in there. <laughs> you have no idea. I wonder what ever became of her. I don't think she ever. Knew. You tell you tell you tell the gun guy. So, she's a fan. Give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so he, the guy goes to the bank, and my father-in-law, the bank was closed. He oh gave him a check. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy accepts the check. My father-in-law, my ex-father-in-law oh, goes God. home. Right. He comes back. He's in the parking lot. He tells Art, we're good. <laughs> I, got, I got it. Well, well, fuck, success, you know. I don't think he, the guy holding me didn't know how much it was for. He runs back to the vehicle and they're gone. I'm sitting on this bench. It's like 6 p.m. now, and I'm just by yourself. <sighs> it's over. So wow. I call Shamrock Cab. I get a cab home. My wife, the daughter of, you know, uh, she doesn't even want to call the police. Oh, it was. That's just that's that's just how he is. He just he thinks we owe him. That's She's just down. how he well, is. There, I think there was a lot more going on at that time that I, <coughs> I wasn't privy to. Okay. With with Fair the enough. father, with the I, I don't know, but I think there was. Uh, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to kind of connect the dots, but I couldn't do it till after the fact. So did you have a the good guy re- goes the following morning, and tries to cash the <laughs> fucking check, and Columbus police are on him, but he's alone. Art's nowhere to be Art's seen. Nowhere he's to be back found. in New York City, you sure. know, and so. He got uh, eight years in, then the trial. The trial was brutal. We are competing with Howard Stern at the time, who was on at the Blitz. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, it's because it was in the dispatch. It was front page, front page metro section. I remember. And they, they followed the trial like it was a sensationalized it, thing. Well, yeah. And, I mean, that's... that's... Uh, and... It, it was going in there every day was the most gut wrench. It was so horrible. It was so fucking horrible. Let me ask you. Two. And the way the the news people hounded me, they camped outside my house. They, it was really bad. And they, he was guilty, found guilty, sent to Orient for eight years. Guy got out, and it's the same guy that just five years ago, seven years ago, did it to the Ohio State basketball player. Same thing, tied him to the chair. Took his ATM card. It was the same guy that took me. 
and he went on the run, and I think they got him down in uh, New Orleans, and I think he's in, what's the big, Rayford? What's the big bad prison in, in Louisiana there? Uh, I escapes think me at in, the moment. I think he's uh. in a Angola. I think he's in Angola. But I haven't heard anything since. But he did the exact same thing after. Uh, Two questions. With me. Two questions. Number one, at the time, did you have a good relationship with your father-in-law? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? But it was, but, yeah, he's. So he was willing to pay, but he bartered. Yeah. All right. Two, at one point, and, and maybe maybe he did owe money. Maybe he did owe him a hundred. And at any point during that, did I don't you know. did you uh, did you feel that your that your life could end in the cornfield? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you think that art? Oh, he was capable. Was capable. He was capable. And, There's and, no and, question. And, and would have done it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. psychologically speaking, if someone... If, oh, if, no, I was shook, and if, it took if, me... If someone like says, I said, I carried for probably five years after If that. someone says, I'm going to, you know, I know what you're thinking, you can get out of this, mentally, from they're already determined that they don't want this to happen. Well, I, I hope that was the case at the time. I mean, it was so traumatic that... I mean, you're thinking, you don't know what you're thinking when it's going down. No. You have no idea what you're thinking, and... And did that leave? Yeah, obviously, it left you somewhat feared and paranoid for a while. Yeah, I carried a a, a piece. I bought a piece legally and uh, carried it in. You know, going in at four thirty a.m. Sure, we were working downtown at the time. I carried that piece, but like I said, it just became such a burden to be uh, to be healed all the time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was something else, man. It was really. Uh, does it still pop into your head from time to time? From time to time, but I don't like I said I don't know where the guy is. We could track him out. And the the prosecutor, Doug Stead, the judge, the uh, the detectives. I had a, a state of, like years later. Okay, that was in that was in ninety nine. That was in September of ninety nine, mm -hmm. and I want to think in like two thousand thirteen. I'm at a party. I'm at a bar. And a guy comes up to me, and he's a state trooper. And he says, yeah, you don't know me, but I was I was assigned to you for about 60 days. I'm like, what do you mean you're assigned to me? Yeah, back when you got kidnapped, I was outside your house every morning when you left for work for two months. And I was like, wow, I had, you no, idea. I had no idea. And he said, by the way, when you go next door to your neighbors to smoke pot in his garage, <laughs> you may want to tell them to put the door down. <laughs> <laughs> So, so. <laughs> yeah, we had a state trooper watching us for close to 60 days. We had no idea. So let me let me follow up on the humorous note there for a second. All right. <laughs> Ask a stupid question. All right. If you were to get kidnapped today, how much you think you'd go for? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would hope I appreciated the like twenty. I mean, I would hope there'd be some sort of. Uh, although maybe with age, you probably <laughs> depreciate. I mean, no, so no, I, no. I'd be happy you have with a like legacy 10. now. I, you, if it was, you 10, were still kind of a newbie at the time. If I could take ten, yeah, <laughs> if I could get ten, you think you, you think to go pay a couple with bills. today's kidnapping prices. <laughs> I, well, yeah. You think you'd go, you well, you go for half a mil at least? Yeah. <laughs> well, inflation. Uh, you know, and you know, the thing is, is I don't, I really don't think about it that much anymore. And I know you wanted to touch on it, and I initially said no. I know but you did. You know what people don't uh, don't realize 
every day in life is that element, that shit is around all yeah, the time. All the time. And people are not prudent. People don't realize that. You have to Dude. keep your eyes open and know where you're at and who's around. People go into bars where they don't look. They don't. I do. Man, my back's I to do. the wall, and I'm always in the corner. I, I do. I notice. Hansberry, every... how many times have we sat together and said, "I don't like to put, I don't like to put my back to the door." Yeah, yeah, yep. all the time. Still to this day, you look at the, at the I, I like at the I, door. I'm always on the lookout. I for go to a strange bar, hanky. a new bar. I go to a new bar, a new place. I'm immediately, just instinctively, just out of habit. I'm still. I'm yeah. looking at the exits. I'm looking. Yeah, at the, yeah. You know, and, and I'm looking at the people around me when I'm around, and I'm like, I always try. To stay at least two to three steps ahead I have a of a good situation. Friend, good friend, Italian. Uh, his uncle was uh, connected. Let's just say, not using I don't names. Know. I understand. I what do you mean? That. What do you I mean? I can say that. Well, I was going to give a name, but I, I, I won't I do that. But he was uh, in town. You would know the businesses and whatnot. Yeah. And construction, and. Uh, he told me, because I, I'm the godfather of his granddaughter, he told me, he asked me privately at a baptism, he pulled me aside and wanted to know if I wanted him to look into it. Sure. And I said, absolutely. Absolutely. And I was so honored. You know, I was so I was. I was so honored. And a couple months go by, and I saw him again, and he pulled me back aside, and he goes, let the police do it. Okay, interesting. Police got it. I, you know, they got the one guy. They got the ta- yeah. ta- This isn't something. That so art. We know who it is now. Arts in the wind. Art arts never, in the wind. Arts in the wind. Arts in you the know, wind. Uh, still for hire. Still able to. I don't know. If affordable was, too. Apparently. I keep thinking I'm going to see him somewhere. Um, because yeah. but they said he was from New York City. Now I don't know. No. New York City. I said no. that like a hit. You're not. He's see- from New York City. You're not going to see art again. Art was yeah. just art was just somebody muscle. That, it was muscle, you know. You were just you were just. Yeah. Uh, and then that basketball player, I got brought into that uh, sure. in the article because they said it's the, you know second offense, second time this guy's done it. And I'd like to talk to that basketball player sometime. Former, he was a former uh, Buckeye basketball player, right? And they took his debit card and they emptied right. his account, right. and he was tied up. And yeah, at least you weren't tied up. Yeah. Did they treat you? Did they treat you well in the time that they had you? Were you comfortable? <laughs> Were you, I mean, it was a little something. I, I don't know. No, I really wasn't. No, I really wasn't comfortable. No, I remember I had to pee there, pretty was, bad was too. There, was there conversation? There was, they were not going to let me pee. I remember. Was there that. conversation? Did they converse with you? Did they chat with you? Did they? No, they chatted amongst themselves and uh, never talked to you. They would. Uh, no, not really. No, only to threaten. Been, only I to threaten. Been a blabbering idiot. Only to threaten. And we'd pull up at stoplights, and with those smoked windows, I'd be looking over trying to... Help me! And man, they were on me. They'd turn around and... Yeah. Tough times, man. Interesting times. Definitely. Yeah, uh, it was really interesting. Well, it was crazy. Uh, like I said, I... And then I, the marriage I, dissolved shortly thereafter, like immediately after, and then I found... So I don't know... I don't want to disparage uh, my sure, any, no, anyone no, here, no, but no, 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 no. Uh, I don't know probably the full story to this day, but I just know it, I wasn't taken because of who I am or something I did. No. I was taken 
so they could get what they want, like right. a pawn. Like to, to these two guys, it just happened I to was be like, that you, know, you were working at QFM at the time. But this had I was nothing like to do with QFM. Movie, TV, radio. He works in radio. He'll get us the, you know, he's they'll pay for him as opposed to somebody else. You know, I don't know. If they would which have taken would, another member of the which family. Which was horrible thinking in, in hindsight. <laughs> Where do I go on YouTube to see this? Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Okay. Because there's some other and whiskey business I, entities out I there. I see all your stuff on Twitter, so I'll... Yeah. And, uh, you may want to edit out like the first 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. We, we kind of... It started kind of slow, but uh, we, gonna, we wrapped I'm, it up. I'm going to end on a, on a, on a fun note <laughs> for you. should have started drinking at 7. That I'm was I'm going to end on a... Instead of 8. I don't even, I don't even tell Hansberry about this. Uh-oh. So... Um, Song and dance number. <laughs> Pretty damn close. Uh-oh. Pretty damn close. Um, I did not know Wags until... Oh, yeah. Until we... Both of us left our comedy worlds and, and came... We talked about this on the earlier podcast with, with you. Right. That I was offered the job first. But my first meeting with Wags wasn't even actual an actual meeting. I saw Wags for the first time Talk about being probably suspect and what the fuck's going on. I waited for Wags in 1985 when uh, QFM was downtown. Yeah, on Gay was, Street. Yeah, when he was working with Pat. Yeah, Pat and Wags. They were I waited. Big. I waited for Wags to come into work in the morning because I wanted to give him something. When I was uh, in school in college, I played music. Okay. I had a, it was a duo, Doug and Dino. We played at the what was now the, now is the, the Thirsty Scholar. What on instrument do you play? I play guitar. Oh, I didn't know that. I play guitar and I write music. Nobody you knows that. Play guitar too? Yeah. It's a bon vivant. Well, it's a, this I, guy I, does I, fucking I've everything. I've written a shitload of music. I've written a shitload of music. I used to play McGuffey guitar. Lane open for does him. everything. Except eat pussy. He won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> It's the oddest thing. <laughs> Sign of weakness. He writes. He makes movies. He's a guitarist. So you had a duo, huh? It was Doug and Dino. All right, and we played music on campus. What's, what's happened to Doug? Uh, Doug is now living in Florida, selling wine. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. But we used to play on campus, and we had a lot of fun. We were we we. We were actually pretty popular at the time. We played at the Black Forest. Now it's the Thirsty Scholar. We used to play at the IP Lounge on campus, a little dive bar. Yeah. And uh, I wrote a lot of novelty songs. And after we got done playing, I got married and had a baby. And I had these two novelty songs about Ohio State that were fun. And I... Uh, I was I was at the at the time I was working uh, security, uh, catching shoplifters at Lazarus before they were Macy's, at Lazarus. Lazarus. Yeah, at Lazarus. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah Lazarus. Okay. Yeah. And what I did was I, I I grabbed this group of musicians. One was a saxophone player that worked on the dock. One was a keyboard player. There were three uh, uh, lovely lovely black women who worked cosmetics who I got as backup singers. And what I did with my brother-in-law at the time was record these two songs. And after, and I made, for you for you, uh, you young kids, there used to be something called 45s. Remember 45s? Oh, yeah, yeah. Singles. Yeah. All right? And I made a single. For the record, I one of the first things I noticed when I walked in 
You saw that? It's a 45. All right. I got it. Right. I got it ready to go. Oh, my. Right. So, so I took this 45 down to. Are these original songs? Oh, yeah. Or parodies? No. They're original, original songs. novelty songs. The original okay. novelty songs about OSU. One's kind of called the OSU Blues. Dr. Demento like. And, and, and you know what? My neighbor just mentioned that the other night. He goes, yeah. why didn't you send it to Dr. Demento yeah, at the time? Yeah, right, right. All right, 1985. And I, and I took this 45 down to Daddy Wags. And I had like two minutes to explain to him what it was, and he's like, he's like, oh, okay, 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 and he and he took it and he went in, and that was it. I mean, that was my goal, just to get it in his hands. In his hands, you know, we did get it in all the jukeboxes at the time down at Ohio State. So my first encounter with Daddy Wags had nothing to do with our radio careers. Yeah. It now, was, did him and Pat use the song? I honestly don't remember. If they did, but for you, Jerry Elliott. Oh, let me hear it. This is great. For you, I am going to play first the A side, and then the B side. Which, in today's climate, with with uh, Mr. Kavanaugh, if he would have gone to Ohio State, the B side would have been his theme song. Okay. <laughs> I like beer. <laughs> that's that's that, that's the tease for side B. What year is this? 1985. Who's the female in there? Three black girls oh, from that cosmetic. worked at Cosmetic Connor oh, at Lazarus. They're good. <laughs> instrumental right here I was 24 years old I wrote it I arranged it yeah and we recorded it yeah back then he probably could have played it I mean he may have yeah <laughs> wow. Because in my 20s, I actually thought I was going to write music. Where did they print the 45s at? I have to look on the label. Yeah. Because they got to stamp them. Where did you record it at? I'm working in McDonald's from minimum wage. I 
There's the payoff right there. University Blue, SU. University OSU. University Blue. There was a recording studio, a recording workshop in Chillicothe. Fade out. It's gonna fucking haunt me in my sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I got the the OSU University Blue. I got the blue. Uh, wow. So yeah, that was the A. So you had those stamps. You had those stamps. The B side was, was the B side. Second song. The B side. Generally, how it happens. Yeah. Well, not. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. side is so stupid, but you'll probably like it more. It's and like I said, there you go, second. I'm just thinking 80s, mid 80s morning show. Yeah, exactly, right? And that's what I was thinking. Actually, my thought process was oh, you know what? I'll do it for OSU. And then I'll change it to MSU. Uh, oh, yeah, I could. Oh, there we go. PSU. Yeah, right. PSU. Yeah. I'll be rich. <laughs> this is the Kavanaugh uh, theme song. Side B. Brett Kavanaugh theme. If, if, if uh, Brett Kavanaugh went to Ohio State University, this would have been his favorite. Well, summer is done. College is here. Screw the books. Is that you? Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. You know what it sounds like? Who's that? Uh... Who's that putting Bay act? Ray, Ray, uh... Oh, it's his name. Yeah. It's like every acoustic act ever. I, I call this my salute to the striptease right here. No idea you were a singer. <laughs> no not. idea. I'm not. I think this person is I wasn't a good student. Big finish, ladies and gentlemen. I wouldn't want to be the guy that goes on next. <laughs> Let me just say that. It's you. There we yeah. go. Yeah. 1985, yes. ladies and gentlemen. 
now was Doug jealous of your success after that? <laughs> well, we used to you play struck out on your own acoustic versions of those, and people. You know, you Cher know, didn't need Sonny. You didn't need we, Doug. When we played those in the bars, people went crazy. So I thought, you know. Let's oh, get Haywood Banks on the line. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was my little my little treat for Multi-talented. you. Multi-talented, <laughs> I love it. I wonder if Wags would remember that. I don't Did, know. Have you ever addressed it with him? I never have addressed it with him yeah, in all those yeah, years. Right. In all those years. Right. But when we when well, I, we used to get over the years, we'd get a ton, a shitload of cassettes and CDs. Right. And a lot of people, and sometimes they would stick. Sometimes we we would use them. And they would stick. So maybe they did play that back then. I don't know. I don't know if they did or not. Yeah. All I know is that uh, all the jukeboxes on campus put it on their jukeboxes, and it played. And I actually sold a few. And people would but play there, that. But there was like, uh, oh, I, that's great. It was at the, it was in Chill. It was a, a recording workshop in Chillicothe. I don't even know if it still exists. But it would. But you could go down there for a, a reasonable amount of money. And like I said, I, I gathered up these. These people, you play saxophone, yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah. you play drums, you play piano. Uh, this is what I want. My brother-in-law produced it, and, you know, <laughs> that was my first encounter with Daddy Wags. Oh, that is great. On a cold, cold winter morning. I'm trying to think the last time I saw him, he was uh, he's doing well. You know, both his parents are still alive. Wow. They're like 90... In the same house he grew up in, yeah, he's over there pretty much every day at their advanced age. Between that and the grandkids, he's pretty busy. And people always say, why don't you have him? Let the fucking guy rest, would yeah. you? He did it for 33 years, he entertained your ass. Yeah. Let the guy and you're gonna go longer. do what he, you know. You're going to go longer. I predict yeah, at I least I think Wax is a little better with his money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I wish I was a little better with my money. He never, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, he was a clean liver, that guy. You know what it is. You know, hey, you spend what you make. Yeah. Right? You spend yeah, what right. you make. Yeah, so my my question before we go is, uh, you think I can get that on QFM now? <laughs> That's more sunny. <laughs> Although the B side, well, yeah, we, we can use the B the side. B-side. We'll let Sonny have the A side. <laughs> take the B side. Yeah, oh let my me God. run that by the Torg. Oh, uh, Dino, was, thanks, man. It was great. It was yeah, a lot Jerry, of fun. No, thank you, man. I love you, buddy. You uh, know best that. Best of luck with the writing. You know that. Best of and continued success with with the radio. Man. Well, I'm going to keep doing it. Honestly, I'm going to keep doing it. Writing and radio. Writing and radio. I mean, why not? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And where are we at now? What's September? How about? Next summer we do it again. Do, next summer we do another yeah, one. You, you want to be the, the the first four time? I'd be that'd be my third. Uh, well, yeah, the two parter, well, two parter counts as two. Two parter counted as two. Why not? What are you going to do with this? This is a one dog's part. breakfast. This is, this is a one we're gonna this we're gonna cut the last twenty minutes out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna cut out the music. All right. We're gonna cut out the music. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I did yeah. record a couple of videos to put on Instagram. I love with, it with with the with the turntable love and everything. It. Which, by the way, that turntable is like an old. It's cool. It's an old. Uh, it's an old uh, Ream Califone record player. Yeah, that they, was that they used to have when we were in grade school. Do you have vinyl around? Do I have vinyl around right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Play on that. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, like oh, yeah. real, oh, real albums, vinyl. old. Yeah. Downstairs in the basement, tons of vinyl. Really? Oh yeah. We play vinyl on poker nights. You can remember oh, that. My mother, my mother had a thing for Dean Martin. 
I got anything you want. Yeah. Our guest has been Jerry Elliott from QFM, who is currently, whether he realizes it or not, going for the record. In longevity. Is there anyone local longer than me now with Corby's passing? No, dude. Do I, I was, hold you know, it? No, you know, I, I never wished you any ill will, but I was always trailing you in years as far as radio. You started. I started after you. Yeah, like yeah. 93? Yeah, 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 94. 94, yeah, 94. I was 90. I was you were 90. 90, so you always had four years on me. Yeah. So the only way I would have eclipsed you, which is... Let's, let's be honest. That's why I got out. I remember. That's why I got out. I remember I, when I, you, I was never you and I had lunch and you yeah. asked me, so what do you think? And you tried to keep your hand in Los Angeles and yes, still do radio here. I tried it for two years. It, it doesn't yeah, work. I did. You know, did. You're, you're, you're in Columbus, Ohio, and you get a phone call. Hey, can you be at... Right. At the CBS lot at, at right. two for an audition. Well, I was going, oh, no, I was, I'm in Columbus. I was only. The I tried to make it work. I, I was only the co-host at that in that first year, so I had the freedom, for lack of a better word, to to, to still go out. And I still was I still was doing sets at the comedy store. Yeah, I would go out yeah. like once every six weeks to L.A. and, and keep my yeah. That's my what spot. I tried to do. I yeah, did the and, same and, thing. Know, right? I go out it, weekends. It I'd go. It got real hard. And, and then, expensive. And, and as I told you in the last podcast, I didn't think the gig would last more than a year. So that's why I kept going back out there to keep my my place. You know. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, you made me a promise. I, the, I know uh, I did. On, on the I last did. time we did a podcast, did. you made me a promise that oh, you would boy. come back up yes. on stage. See, I just have. I'm still keeping my foot in the water. We have a big Christmas show coming up in December. Yeah, that wouldn't be the form. I would do a new talent night for my first night back. Why? All I you have to do go is go up, up and, and do get... five minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They would love it. They would love it. I could do my new guacamole. My, I got a new bit on avocado. Oh, don't, well, there you go. I could do my there avocado bit. I could do the bit. avocado bit. Don't, 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 don't do it now. Take those two funny parts out of the kidnapping story. I could do that. And, yeah. Thanks, Dino. Appreciate it. All right. Play Jerry Elliott has been our guest. Yeah. The guest bottle. Uh, almost gone. Victor's American I'm have whiskey. A drop more before we leave. Uh, sure. American whiskey. Right. Not a bourbon because it was not uh, aged in new barrels to begin with, but damn good. I, I thought got it. it was wonderful. Uh, you, we never said anything about the whiskey. Did we like the whiskey? I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, I thought I thought the yeah, whiskey was yeah. uh was fine. It was smooth. It was it it's still it has it's had it has hints of bourbon. It's almost like it's, it, it does drink easier than a straight whiskey. Yeah, it, it does. It's almost like, uh, you know, it's you know, they, they can't call it bourbon because it wasn't aged in, in bourbon barrels, uh, new bourbon barrels to begin with. But it's like when you go to the to the swap meet or the flea market and you and you get the uh, uh, the the Paco Rabane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the or the. Uh, or the Calvin Klune perfume. <laughs> it's like that. It's like it's like it's, it wants to be bourbon, but it's not. It's 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 just good. Right. It's just good whiskey. So uh, when I bought that watch in New York City. It was a Rolex. <laughs> it was a Rolex. I bought the Rolex. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty small, man. I oh. thought I was getting a deal. All right, Hansberry, help me All out right, here because we've thanks. almost gone through the whole bottle. We uh, obviously. If if you are watching this on our YouTube channel, you already know about it. But for those of you who are listening and only uh, don't know about our YouTube channel, tell them about that. YouTube. YouTube, it's a whiskey business with Dina Tripodis. Yes. You, please subscribe. Yes, to the please channel. subscribe to that. Uh, we have an Instagram account, Whiskey Business Podcast. Yes. Um, you know, uh, subscribe We're, to us there at iTunes or wherever you listen to 
to this podcast. Whiskey yeah, Business yeah. Show is our website. Yeah. Also, also, let me just double check here and see if the, if he sent me any information. Um, and rate and review us if you can, uh, just because that helps get the show exposed to other people and other fans. And um, and I'll share it. And tell your friends about it. We're at teesprings.com slash stores slash whiskey business show. This is big. Yeah, Tea you can Springs. buy your own uh, you, you, Dino Diggs t-shirt. Yeah, we started uh, we started merchandising. Our first t-shirt is out. Uh, something that I said a, a while back on a podcast. I think the guest should get a t-shirt. <laughs> Free shirt. <laughs> if, if you go to teesprings.com, Teespring, you can order I it. I will do that. <laughs> uh, but our, our first t-shirt is... Um, Something that we we said on an earlier podcast, where I get pissed off, where people um, just buy whiskey and right. don't drink it, and just save it. You know, go oh, look at look what I have on my shelf. You know, fuck that. You know, so the the t shirt says, "Collect art, drink whiskey." Yeah. So the whiskey lovers, the li- whiskey lovers will understand that, and that's our first t shirt. Whiskey <laughs> business is a never the luck production, uh, produced audio wise by my good friend Mr. Thank Greg you. Hansberry, and our YouTube channel. Put your thumb, thumb back up there. Uh-huh. There he goes, John Whitney, on our YouTube channel. Good All season, the opinions John. are those of me, and sometimes my reluctant and not so reluctant guests, and never meant to offend, only to entertain. And tonight was very entertaining. So until the next bottle. grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Right.